Welcome to the newest installment of The Voice Speaks. I am Oluthemi Nathan Oshako, Executive Director of Eternal Crown Ministries and host of this podcast. In keeping with our study of David's life, we are picking back up in 1 Samuel chapter 30. And the thought for today is Southern Hospitality. And we'll be coming from verses 21 through 27 of that chapter. If you're familiar with the term Southern Hospitality, what does it mean to you? Judah was in the southern part of the kingdom of Israel. So David may have been one of the first people to show Southern Hospitality. Now, Southerners are known for being nice and helpful, and they believe in taking care of people. After the victory that saw David gain more than what was taken from him at Ziklag, he then turned around and gave out of his abundance. Verses 21-23 says, Then David came to the 200 men who had been too exhausted to follow him and were left behind at the valley of Bezor, or I should say at the Bezor Valley. They came out to meet David and the men with him. As David and his men approached, he asked them how they were. But all the evil men and troublemakers among David's followers said, because they didn't go out with us, we're not going to share the plunder we recovered. However, each man can take his wife and children and go. So first, David came to the 200 that couldn't cross the brook Bezor. The haters with him, and that just shows. No matter what you're doing for God, the enemy knows how to work his way in and try to stir up some mess. But the haters didn't want to give them anything. Like, look, take your women and children and go home. But all the plunder, all this this increase that we got, yeah, you didn't put anything on it. You didn't go fight. You were too tired and too weak to go. So since you stayed back, you get your stuff. But you get your stuff and get your stuff. They was like, nope, let's put it into that right now. God gave this to us. He protected us. Whatever it is that we're able to do as human beings, we're only able to do so because of the strength and ability that God gives us. It's him who gives us the wisdom, the talent, the opportunity, the know-how to get things done. We can't take another step or breath or do anything else unless he allows us to. Think what may have happened if those other 200 had tried to go. They very well could have been, no pun intended, dead weight and caused all kinds of issues because of their inability to fight. They may have been spending all that time trying to protect them from being killed by the Amalekites and wound up getting killed themselves. Could have led to a slaughter. Let's keep going. Verses 24 to 25 says, Who will listen to what you say? The share of the man who stayed with the supplies is to be the same as that of him who went down to the battle. All will share alike. David made this a statute and an ordinance from Israel from that day to this. David showed the purpose of the men. They stayed with the supplies. They fought along with us by keeping the things that we already had. By standing guard to make sure that we didn't lose even more than we'd lost before. When Ziklag was burned down, they had nothing. So whatever it is they had, that was it. So they were already working at a deficit. 
and many, many, many wars are lost due to a lack of supplies. Siege warfare is based on cutting off access to supplies and starving out people to cause them to give up. If they could not have defeated Ziklag within that day's time and just for the sake of sheer exhaustion and needing to eat and things of that nature had to retreat refresh rejuvenate and come back at it again and they, the men didn't stay back with the supplies and the supplies were gone that was sudden destruction for them certain destruction for them so they have a purpose which goes in line with the lesson that we had a couple weeks ago about the castaway every person has a purpose God loves each and every one of the people that he's allowed to breathe breath and he wants the best for them and we need to honor them as being people that God loves verses 26 to 31 in out the chapter and it says when David reached Ziklag he went sent some of the plunder to the elders of Judah who were his friends saying here's a gift for you from the plunder of the Lord's enemies David sent it to those who were in Bethel Ramoth Negev Jatir and to those in Aurora Sitmoth Eshtimoah and Rakal and to those in the towns of the Jeremielites and the Kenites and to those of Hormah Borashan Athak and Hebron and to all those other places where he and his men had roamed. So when he was blessed, he turned around and blessed those who were a blessing to him. Those that took care of him, those that took them in and did not give David and his men up to Saul. Think about Keilah. David and his men came into Keilah like Knights in shining armor rushed in, put the Philistines out, even got some of the Philistines stuff, and saved the city. And what were they getting ready to do? Give them up to Saul when Saul found out that David was in Keilah. When David and his men were in the desert of Ziph, twice the Ziphites went to Saul. They found him out. Saul wasn't looking or uh, necessarily walking around and, and saying, hey, do you know what David is? Do you know what David is? He may have, but he wasn't in that area. The people of Ziph went to where Saul was. They went to his city where he ruled from and was like, hey, David's over here. You want us to do the scouting? Sure. We'll find out just where he is, what time he goes and does that, and bring you right to him. They were not blessed, though David was there in their city, like those other cities of Judah were. You never know what will happen when you take care of people, especially taking care of God's people. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 2 says, Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Now, the word angels there refers to, or I should say it could refer to spiritual beings. The Young's literal translation uses the word messengers, and angels are definitely messengers of God. Uh, But it also could be 
people that God has put there to give you just a word when you need it. If you weren't looking to serve that person, that person couldn't then pour into you. You just don't know what God has for you because you are serving him and you're looking to serve him by seeking needs and meeting them. Matthew chapter 25 verses 34 through 40 says, then the king will say to those on the right, come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when do we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When do we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When do we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly. I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. When you are serving people, when you are loving on people, when you help those you can help, you are doing so in a fashion that ministers to them. And by ministering to them, you are ministering the word of God through your actions and you're taking care of God. So I want you to say lie, pause, and think about this. Let that marinate. Next week, we'll go into the first chapter of 2 Samuel and discuss why honesty is the best policy. Until then, God bless and keep it together.